Fire is lit AF. Hmm. All right. So, Thanksgiving Eve. Thanksgiving yeah. Eve. Down by the Do you want to talk about why that's a weird thing first or save it for later? Uh, we can start with that. All right. So, Max, why do you think Thanksgiving Eve is such a cool holiday? I don't know if it's a cool holiday, but I feel like it's kind of become a tradition, at least with millennials, where millennials. on Thanksgiving Eve, you go to the nearest semi-cool town <laughs> near your hometown sure. that has bars, and you just meet up with all of your high school friends that you haven't seen since oh God, God knows when. So much it's nostalgia. It's the one time of year when, yeah, remember? Remember all those time people? Of year. You yeah. get to see all the people that you know you don't really care about anymore. You weren't friends in high school, and now you weren't. You're not friends any- now. Yeah, we're not <laughs> friends anymore. But remember when we were? That's basically it. Yeah, how have you been over the past eight years? Oh, yeah, fucking it's been a while. We're pretty old. We are pretty old. I mean, I'm, you're 25. I'm, I'm 25. I'm 26. It's kind of weird to say we're old. We graduated. We're not that old compared to most people, ago. but we're like really old. <laughs> we're so much older really than we, old. yeah, <laughs> definitely older than I've ever been. So that sucks. No doubt, no doubt. This There's is the no oldest way. right now. Yeah, and now, and and now. So um, yeah, we're Thanksgiving Eve is uh, I guess everyone's in town, so you just kind of do stuff and. I don't know that there's much more to it than that, but bars profit off of it, so that's good for them. Bars definitely do. So, if you're from around the uh, Essex County area, it's the one time of year that Marstown <laughs> bars have a line around yeah. the corner. Is that what Marstown is charge. known for, really? Like, what else are they famous for? Because Marstown, New Jersey is just the Thanksgiving Eve spot. I think they have some restaurants there as well. Sure. <laughs> they, got, they got some people live there, maybe. I don't know. I've only ever been there. Um, uh, that's probably not even true. I've uh, been there for many things, but also for Thanksgiving Eve. My knowledge of Morristown spans between Soda 13 and Iron Bar. Those are That's the end of the block to the other end of the block? I think they're actually the, right next door to each other. Oh. Those are the only two bars that we go to on Thanksgiving right, right, Eve. Right. <laughs> this, um, this weekend was almost not... It was almost a complete disaster for me. So last night, um, I went to the gym at like 9 o'clock, and I got out, I don't know, I guess it was like quarter to 10, and I ran to the market to go get food um, to Aspen Market, good place. Um, And when I got there, I went to pay for all the food, and I was like, oh, fuck, my wallet's not here? And it was just straight up gone. I had no idea where it went. So I went up to my... Well, first I went back to the gym, and I was like, someone... Someone turn in a lost wallet? They were like, no, we have not seen a lost wallet. It's like, well, yeah, I figured, right, who's going to, yeah, right, who's you returning see my wallet? it? Oh, yeah, it's right here. I didn't really expect that that was going to work out. So then I went to my apartment. I was like, well, maybe I didn't even bring it to the gym. Let me just check my apartment. Obviously not there. So then I called my mom. I was like, mom, for crisis, uh, tell me what to do. No, so she was, she was going to call the credit card companies and cancel all my shit. And I was like... Actually, wait a minute. Maybe I'll just go walk around outside and retrace my steps. So it's a good idea. I found the wallet in the middle of the street. It had been destroyed by a car. Like all my stuff in the wallet, all the contents were just spilled all over the place. The wallet was run over. A bunch of the cards are bent, but I actually recovered all of the items. Wow. That's yeah. pretty crazy. That's lucky. You don't hear stories like that very often. No, it's a good thing I pray so often. Yeah. <laughs> God, yeah, right? Believing in shit works. Nah, if you don't believe in shit, sometimes it works just as often. So, good life lesson for people. No matter what you think, you might get lucky sometimes. <laughs> oh, man. Always remember that, kids. 
Yeah. So was your wallet like black? Did it blend in with the road? It was dark brown. Yeah, there's a joke there. Uh, no, I won't. Oh, okay. <laughs> it wasn't even it actually, it, no, it's a dark colored wallet. So yeah, it did blend in with the dark road and the dark sky. And, so uh, how did you find it? I guess just retracing your steps. I, I just <laughs> walked, walked right back over. and forth. I don't know how I didn't see it initially, but yeah, I eventually found it. So that was really fortunate, and I'm very happy that I can now use my license to get into bars for Thanksgiving Eve. I can yes. use my cards to pay for stuff. I don't even know how I got to work today. I had no money. That's where all of your things are, right? In your wallet. Like, how else do you get money if you if you lose your wallet? What do you do? <laughs> Did you have any cash in there? It was like thirty bucks or something. Oh, yeah. No one took it. That's good. Some of it was like falling onto the street, but yeah, it was all there. So, wow. Wow. Um, yeah. <laughs> Lucky. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. So, this has been on my mind. Well, we 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 actually. I feel like we should talk about this a little. We tried to do a podcast last week. Yeah. And there were four of us. It was two of us, Stern, who usually does the podcast, and then Mike Schwartz, our other friend, who some people call Bird. And uh, four voices was just too many, I guess. We had never tried one with four people. And I think maybe we got a little bit too drunk. So it was just, like, really incoherent and horrible. So, yeah, I haven't even aired that one. So that's why our devoted listeners have not heard us talk in, it's like, two weeks now. So, sorry, guys. But, yeah, we're doing one now. So we're back. We're back. Um, but we'll go in the archives. Yeah. Ten years down the line when this podcast is super famous, that's going to be like the unreleased content. Oh, right. Maybe it's a good thing. Yeah. We'll just Keep have some secret safe. podcast that gets released because we talked about some messed up shit on that one. Well, I think it was really funny. Yeah, it was definitely funny. It's kind of hard to understand with all of us talking over each other, but definitely some, some good shit in there. There was one point where I think – Sturm and Bird were having a conversation and me and you were having a separate conversation. I do remember that happening. And also thinking at the time that this is not going to be good for people listening. You can't really <laughs> have two separate conversations in a podcast at the same time. It's hard enough to have two separate conversations in a room where you're not having a podcast being recorded. Right. So especially when other people are supposed to be listening, it's pretty tough to have two conversations. Yeah. I'm imagining five people in a room two sets of two conversations and then a fifth person trying to understand both conversations simultaneously. They have no chance. That's just not happening. Not a chance. <sighs> so I understand one conversation most of the time. This is a bit frustrating because we did have some good jokes and some good material in there. Um, so I kind of wish we were able to make that one work, but you can just sprinkle them in here as well. Yeah, maybe. So I guess we can repeat some of the stuff. So, one of the things nice that we stuff. were yeah, it's, it's stuff. yeah nice nice Bo Burnham reference yeah man I didn't even have to bring him up I'm usually the one to bring up Bo Burnham <laughs> which I'm sure I will at some point um, we were talking about how the people are still protesting the election mm, and I think they're out of, out of their minds thanks man uh, I'm glad you liked it yeah. last time so I knew to bring it up again so you yeah, like I it still again. like it for yeah. sure so yeah those people are still out across the country, but somehow in New York too, where Trump didn't even win the state of New York, but people are protesting in New York city on the streets about the election. What the hell are they doing? He didn't even win New York. That's a good point. I didn't even think about it like that. That was where the biggest riots were, right? Or at least the only ones. I mean, I guess there's, (laughs) right. There's a lot of people in New York, so I guess they're pretty big, big riots, but yeah, like what you're mad at New Yorkers who all voted for Clinton. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you getting so mad at them? We agree. We all agree. You should probably (laughs) stop doing this in New York. We're all on the same page here. Oh man. What what do they just think that one day they're going to wake up and read in the 
fucking news. Oh, Electoral College decides to elect Hillary Clinton. Oh, perfect. This is what I was fighting for. That's exactly right. what I wanted to happen. And it <laughs> happened exactly the way I thought of it. So the thing I was arguing before um, when we tried to do this last week, what do these people think is going to happen if that the, – so the people who are protesting to get the election results overturned, what do they think will happen if they're right, if they succeed, that everything will just be fine and Hillary Clinton will be president? And then all the people who voted for Trump are just be like, oh, well, I guess that's fair. Yeah. Okay. You guys won fair and square. <laughs> I mean, we won the election, but you guys, I guess, won the popular vote. And, you know, we'll just throw out all the actual rules that we're supposed to go by. And then you protested. And, you know, so you guys win. Fair. <laughs> you, you protested. You know, we just didn't think about it like that. Yeah. Congrats. Hmm. It's like, hmm. Yeah, we voted better than you, but uh, you guys protested better. So uh, good job. Yeah, I think it would be it's a complete agree disagree. Yeah, that's yeah, right. So I think it, it would be an absolute disaster if somehow, I mean, it seems almost it's inconceivable that the election would be overturned, but if it was there there's not it's not going to just go away. The, things are going to get so much worse for a long time before they get better. I don't think most of the people who protest who actually want the election to be overturned really think about the consequences of what would happen if they do get what they want. Because I think at, we're, we're probably going to end up with some degree of a civil war in the country where Trump protests, not the Trump protesters, the Trump voters, a lot of them will just go on a rampage. Because at least, at least Donald Trump won the election based on the rules. If Hillary Clinton becomes president based on something that's not the rules, then there's actually legitimate gripes for the people who voted for Trump to say, well, what the hell is going on? The system is as it's even worse than Trump says it is. <laughs> that would, that would be, uh, yeah, it seems like the worst possible thing that could happen. It would be a really weird civil war, so to speak. It would have to be some kind of social war because during the election, I feel like there were some states that did swing extreme one way. Maybe they one candidate won 70%, 30%, but a lot of states, it was, you know, 55, 45. Right. 49, 48. How would they fight this war in Florida? Just an in intrastate war in Florida? Where exactly. a bunch of Floridians fighting against each other? Yeah. They would it's just be like an individual. The South, no. It's broken up by geography. Yeah. Everybody. <laughs> every state. <laughs> There's a has war. A different opinion on yeah, this. Yeah. It's like a. It's not. It wouldn't even be county by county because. I mean, New Jersey, um, Hillary Clinton won, but I don't know if this is true for Livingston, but from Warren, where I'm from. Trump won my town. Oh, really? Yeah. So what what happens there? I mean, Hillary Clinton won New Jersey, so in New, I guess New Jersey should be on the liberal side theoretically, but in Warren, New Jersey, they're not. So you're just going to have fights in every single town? It, 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 would, be, it would be probably worse than a civil war because no one's hiding. There's no two sides. You just have violence all over the place. Yeah. We should not have that happen. We should definitely try hard not to make that happen. Yeah, Man, this election has been insane. I was talking to my grandpa the other day about this election. My grandpa is 85, turning 86 years old this year. And I asked him if there's ever been an election in his memory that has been anything even close to any kind of resemblance to this election. And without even thinking, no, no way, no fucking mm -hmm. way. This election is just crazy. American politics has turned into a complete <laughs> joke. This is just nuts. Yeah. These candidates... 
It's not even about their policies at no, all. No, it's zero percent. No, not 5%. at all. Five percent. Yeah, not zero. I shouldn't have agreed with you on zero. I let you off the hook. Zero is not the number. Yeah, very small number. Five sounds about right. Maybe ten. Yeah, very small number. It's pretty insane. So a lot of people, I guess, before Trump was elected president, had talked about moving to other countries before. I guess before it happened, they were like, "Well, if Trump wins, I'm just going to leave." Uh, I don't no chance in hell that that would ever happen. Right. <laughs> people would come to their senses. Anyway, go on. Yeah. So I guess where those people aren't really leaving. Most no. of them, very few people, I think I don't have the data for this, but I, I, I don't know of anyone who left the United States because Trump was elected. I don't do think you? that's actually a thing that people do. There's no fucking way. You can't just leave the country after the election. Every four years, half the country would leave if <laughs> other people held them to what they said. Yeah. Nobody actually leaves. I heard somewhere, read somewhere that during this election, the website for the Canadian citizenship, whatever website, crashed. Oh, yeah, I saw that too. Going on. Get the fuck out of here. Nobody actually moved to Canada. Yeah. I don't believe that shit. Uh, it's, yeah, it's funny you mentioned Canada. I've been really wanting to talk about Canada. Good for segue. The, yeah. Uh, so you did it for me. It's a good thing I told you I want to talk about <laughs> Canada before we started this podcast. Um, so I found this. Uh, I think my brother was the one who actually texted it to me yesterday. Um, it's just an example of people don't really look at any information before they make up their minds. So people were saying they'd move to Canada, but they don't actually have any idea what politics are like in Canada for the most part. Um, I mean, Canada, sure, they don't have Donald Trump, but they have they have. Well, the video was Canadian politicians were supposed to be having a debate. And if you type in on YouTube, Canadian politicians argue over the word fart, you will find this video. So hold on. I'm going to play it. Yeah, I think you can get to it. Canadian Parliament fart. And that will show this video. So hold on. You guys won't be able to see it. The people who are listening. Uh, Max, you'll be able to see it. Fantastic. But, but uh, yeah, it's mostly the audio that I'm concerned with. So, yeah, here we go. Hold on. Talking about how to retain skilled labor. Video's about three and a half minutes long. Why is the infrastructure minister talking about how to implement infrastructure funds and get construction workers back to work in Alberta? Why does this government treat Alberta like a fart in the room that nobody wants to talk about or acknowledge? That is where my constituents have been at with this government Reasonable for over point. a year. Wow. And you know what? We're I'm already shocked. <laughs> we she watched said what happened. I watched what happened in Brexit. Oh, and by the way, constituents, as I'm giving this speech, there's liberal members across the aisle that are laughing at me. Yeah. They are and laughing, laughing at her. You can you. see them. Yeah. I watched what happened this guy. in Brexit. Hey. And I... Point of order? The honorable member for uh, Senate uh, Gulf Island. All right, so here's the rebuttal. Interrupt my friend in her speech... But I heard her say a word that I know is distinctly unparliamentary, and I think she may want to withdraw it. The word was F A R T. <laughs> the honorable uh, man, uh, member for Calgary Signal Hill. Are we? Are you serious, Mr. Speaker? Like, is my colleague actually serious? Like what? I just gave an impassioned <laughs> speech that's about something. supporting Alberta jobs, and that's what the leader of a political party stands up and has to say. No, I don't withdraw it. I have a lot to say about the content of my friend's speech. I am deeply concerned, as are all people in this place, for Canadians who are hurting from economic downturn. I would like to speak to that 
But the first important, I'm, excuse me. Here we go. Did the honorable member for uh, Calgary Signal Hill want to respond to that? It's Calgary Nose Hill, but close enough. Uh, oh, sorry, it's country sucks. Wow, I'm facepalming so hard right now. Uh, the leader of the Green Party has been probably one of the most vocal opponents of every part of the Alberta economy for the last 10 years, so I will take no lessons from her on this day. It sounds like a, it, it's like a bunch of middle school kids arguing. We're getting it looks a, like a bunch of middle school kids arguing. Member for the Senate you can't see, but this girl is got to be 25, 30 years old. Yeah. Members. Choice of words is that she then accused people opposite her for reacting. In that context, decorum is important and respect is important to this place. I remind those who are now heckling me that you are breaking the rules of this place when you do heckling. so. I have never heckled in this, this is place government not officials. once. And I've never used language that was unparliamentary, not once. And I recognize my friend's passion, but I do not forgive, nor do I accept. We looked up uh, on page 619. Listen to this part. Of, here we go. Uh, the, uh, they actually have rules for this. Uh, I shall read what's in here. In, de in dealing with unparliamentary language, the speaker takes into account the tone, manner, and intention of the member speaking, the person who whom the words at issue were directed, <laughs> and it yeah, goes I know. on. I know. What I'm going to say is that sometimes in this chamber, Passion takes over and it gets kind of heated. And passion, she said fart. Out of order or things that may not be parliamentary. The honorable member said a couple of things that were bordering, but it's up to her to decide whether they were unparliamentary. Someone took offense. I will take it under advisement, bring it back to the table, and uh, we'll go from there. Yeah, so okay, a few uh, things here. Yeah, yeah let, me, let me hear your comments. I've seen this before, so I sort of knew how to react, but go go on. Tell me what you think. Oh, man. Okay, so if Canadians had Trump as their leader... I was thinking the same thing. If they can't handle the word fart... So the word pussy has kind of become just acceptable in every day. You know, you can sure. say it at work, you can say it at school now. It's the Canadian the fart, I guess. What if they had said pussy in that room? I, would their heads have fucking exploded? They couldn't <laughs> handle it. They had to go to the book. They had to go and look up what the protocol was in case someone says the word fart, which is another funny point. There actually is a precedent for this. Uh, you have to take into account the tone, <laughs> the manner in which the person said the word. And yeah. that is how you decide if it was inappropriate use of the word or not. Right. This... this um this line of reasoning would make sense if, like, they said the N-word or some something actually offensive. A word, The word fart can't really be offensive. Who gets offended by offended? that? People who fart? <laughs> I'm offended. Are you offended? I'm not that offended. Uh, but you, you, you're a person who farts. True. So are all the listeners. Unless, uh, yeah, you guys are crazy. I hope you guys aren't offended. Sorry for playing that. Let us so, know if you're someone who doesn't fart. That'd be a really cool guest to have. Canadian. Like to hear from <laughs> the whole thing about Canadians saying sorry all the time. They just. <laughs> I hope that I hope that Canadian accent was okay. Yeah, they they really are just very very liberal pussies. I guess. Yeah, no way they'd be able to handle Trump. No, well he I guess he would never have gotten a shot there, which maybe is one reason why uh, Americans want to move there. Um, I find this well. There's two things I think are really funny about this. Uh, the first one is. 
the fact that South Park portrays Terrence and Philip, these Canadian <laughs> guys who are known for farting. 20 years ago. 20 years ago. And I wonder, I mean, Cana- Canadian people are probably more liberal than they were then just because of the age we're in. Canadian millennials are, it seems like, worse than American millennials. So can you imagine <laughs> if the South Park movie came out now? Oh, man. What Canada would think of us? <laughs> Uh, I assume that most people listening know the South Park movie, but yeah, Terrence and Phillip are these characters who, um, they have a movie within the South Park movie where they basically just fart the whole time. The whole it's movie. Asses of fire. <laughs> it's a, it's amazing. I really, I wish it was a real movie. It would be would so good. I would have seen it probably a hundred times by now. I would own it on Blu-ray, DVD. <laughs> own it on digital, every single thing. Every you can own it. Um, <laughs> So yeah, in, in the South Park movie, there's a war between the U.S. and Canada started because the Canadians are the ones offending the Americans. And <laughs> that just seems so insane for compared to what's happening now. But I guess now oh, everyone is just offended. Um, Everybody is just offended no matter where you are, no matter how. Where you yes. Are. But there's no question Canada's worse than us. Um, I've been listening to Joe Rogan. I think he only talked about it once actually, but one of his recent podcasts – he was talking about how there's new potential legislation in Canada that will make it criminal to offend people to some degree. So, what do you mean by that? Offend people? So one of the With things language? is you have to recognize all of the gender types. There are all 700 of them. Yeah, right. There's like 8,000 gender types. Uh, so if you if you call somebody by the wrong thing and don't, I don't even know if it helps if you immediately apologize. You basically have to. You have to call somebody the right gender type, and if you don't, it's possible that you can be punished against the law for it. Like as a hate crime? It's it's like a hate. I, I don't know exactly how it would work because it's not it's not a law yet. But this is something that the Canadian Parliament, who obviously they're made up of really tremendously bright individuals, um, that this is something that they're <laughs> this is something that they're actually discussing, where offending people can be a crime. And it's even worse than it is here. I mean, the the a lot of the very very leftist liberal people in America, they'll jump at any opportunity to criticize someone who says anything remotely harmful as a racist or a bigot or sexist or whatever. And in Canada, it seems like it's ten times worse. So, social warriors, yes, they're warriors. They're the, out there, people. The social justice warriors are much stronger in Canada. I guess social justice warriors. That's, yeah, that was that's just, the phrase. I got I you. I, yeah, I got you. you got I knew what you meant. Yes, you were close. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I got halfway there. Yeah, you got two of the three words. Um, don't sell yourself short. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, yeah, if that's actually passed in Canada, that basically sounds like they're eliminating free speech to some degree. Because what happens when you do that, I mean, even though it wasn't legally passed in America to, you know, these certain things about offending people, it's become part of our culture that you can't say certain things. Um, And what happens is when you call everyone a racist who even talks about racism, you know, just saying, I don't think this person's racist. Oh, well, you're a racist too then, I guess. You're on their side. Oh, you voted for Trump. You must be a racist. Well, even dating back before that, to criticize people just for speaking their minds or speaking honestly who aren't racist, to call them all racist, you end up when a candidate like Trump comes into consideration or comes into contention, everyone wants to vote for that guy. It's like, oh, wait, this guy actually will let us talk. 
you know, he, he's the opposite of, we don't want to be censored. We like this guy. You know, he says whatever he thinks and that's great. And you end up with a really, really shitty president because people are just too censored and, and unable to speak their minds. And it, I can only imagine what may happen in Canada as a result of this because it seems like us, but way worse. And I don't know that their government is as secure as ours. I'm not an expert on Canadian government, however it may seem, because I've been talking about them for a while now, I guess. But it's a bad thing when people can't say what they want to say. I wonder how they would enforce that law. If you're in Canada and you offend someone, can the person who got offended call the police and say, hey... This guy called me an offensive word. This guy called me Come a fart. Him. Yeah, this guy called me a fart. Arrest him, sir. But Buddy. that actually does seem like middle school. Yeah, what is this? This is a law that might happen in a country? Yeah. So I guess they would have a department within the police. Department of Political Correctness? Well, they, they could have an even, even smaller, even um, more restrictive they can have police that I guess monitor Twitter all day and oh, you, tweet, <laughs> you tweet something at someone Oh man! and then the police come to your house and arrest you. What if someone, you know, from around here in New York is going to visit Canada <laughs> you're walking down the street in Canada, some Canadian looks at you wrong or some shit. <laughs> Fuck you, you damn Canadian. Say something offensive. Can you get in trouble for that? Or can you just go back uh, to America? How would this law be enforced? I still I, I I don't, don't get it. I don't really know, but how can has it made it this far? It seems like it's, it's at this. least possible that in a few months or whenever it could maybe be passed that you could be in Canada, say, fuck you to a Canadian and go to jail. That would be the penalty, too? It wouldn't be a fine? It would be jail? I, I think. Well, what are you in It could for? be worked out. It's possible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was walking down the street. This dude bumped into me. I was like, watch where you're walking, asshole. And now I'm here. Now I'm sitting in this jail cell. Now I got five to ten. You raped a guy. I uh, pushed someone out of the way. And uh, yeah, we're here in the same cell. <laughs> I told oh some Indian guy to go back to 7-Eleven and I got ten years. It, yeah, it seems fair, right? Fuck. So uh, there's... Okay, this, is, this is even... Just, just bear with me for a second. This is even <laughs> worse. So I was doing some more digging about Canadian laws. And I found that... A week ago, you know, amidst the turmoil of the election, no one was really checking Canadian news last week, I guess. So you may have missed this. Sorry if you missed this, but I'll fill you in. So Billy was checking Canadian news. <laughs> the age of I'll, I'll say this, as of a week ago, Not even Canadian. prior to a week ago, the age of consent for sex in Canada was 16, but for anal sex, it was 18. So a lot of people were upset because this discriminate, it clearly discriminates against gay people because they have to wait two more years to have sex with each other. Um, uh, it was I also thinking about it like that. I yeah. Was like, what the fuck? Do, well, I guess <laughs> such we, a weird law. <laughs> right. I guess we could go into an argument of like why you need to be older to do certain sexual acts. I don't really want to go into that. It seems a little bit weird. We, let's, you, you're great. We should stay let's, away. Let's move on. Yeah. We let's should move on. We should steer clear of this. So this, this could get bad. The, another provision within this law is that Anal sex in a group of three or more people is punishable up to ten years in prison. So if you if you're if you have a threesome and someone puts it in the wrong hole by accident, you can actually go to jail for 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 a decade for this. So as of a week ago, this is no longer the case. That is a really really <laughs> weird set of laws. 
I'm just trying to picture some scenarios here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. With your girlfriend, you know. Someone else comes over. This, it, isn't rest- <laughs> it isn't restricted to gay people. The anal sex thing is for all people. So it, it wasn't... It doesn't say if it's a guy and a guy, it's illegal. It's for anyone. So I guess it doesn't necessarily discriminate, but it sort of discriminates because, like, how else are dudes going to do it? So there's an official government document out there somewhere that says, if you have butt sex, yeah, you must be 18 years old. Yeah. And if you have butt sex and there's three people in the room, then you can go to prison. Well, fuck. <laughs> Even after 18, there's, for any age, for people of any age, not just for people under 18. It's crazy. So, uh, dude, dude, get the fuck out of here. I'm having sex with my girlfriend this 10 years, bro. Get the fuck out. It's unbelievable. Yeah, so when you think our country's fucked up, just remember, Canada's not even close to as bad as, you know, well, at least it's still Western culture. I mean, if you go across the Eastern <laughs> Hemisphere, there's some really fucked up places, like where there's actually terrorists, like <laughs> we Islamic terrorists. Yeah, we, it's barely Trump for four right. years. Trump is horrible, but it can be it can be worse. It can be worse. It can be a lot worse. So all of the, I was thinking that <laughs> I was thinking that all the protesters, right? All these people, these social justice warriors that are protesting the election results. Mm-hmm. Um. Now they definitely should go to Canada because already it's more politically correct than America. You can't say anything mean to anybody. So it's just perfect. I mean, it's the perfect place. And now they can all fuck each other in the ass. So so, was the only thing holding everybody back. Right. Back to Canada, people. What are you waiting for now? Just, yeah, they, yeah, all the protesters can go to Canada. That's fine. Yeah. All the protesters can go to Canada. It's a safe haven for protest. I feel like I have to rein this in a little bit because maybe just got a little too homophobic for a sec. <laughs> I know. I was thinking this joke, um, like a potential stand-up joke where you're just like, yeah, I'm not homophobic. It's just like, I don't want anyone to know that I'm actually gay. So I just pretend to be. <laughs> it's kind of, um, Bo Burnham does a lot of stuff like that. Glad you mentioned him before because I'm going to bring him up again. Um, he has this joke where it's in one of his specials where he's like, hey, fellas, fellas. And all the fellas are like, yeah. And uh, he's like, where are my fellas at? And then, and then he's like, don't you hate it when you're blowing a dude and he ends up being a faggot? Am I right? And all the dudes are just like, their jaws drop and they stare at him. I, you can't see it in the special, but I've heard him explain it on another podcast. Wow. And the dudes just stare at him like, yeah, he totally just got you, you homophobic assholes. And all the girls are just dying laughing. He <laughs> says it's like his favorite joke to do, which is like, you just put them in their place. Because anyone who's actually not comfortable cannot handle a joke like that. <laughs> I hope uh, you bring up over really the more because he's like he's one of my favorite people. Oh yes, he also. We, um, we should go see him live. We've been seeing a good amount of stand-up comedy lately. Yeah, he doesn't. He he doesn't, he doesn't tour, tour that much, he, right? Well, he tours. He's toured for each of his three specials. Okay. Um, but right now he's not doing anything. So I mean that's pretty standard for comedians I feel like yeah but he doesn't just tour in general he doesn't do open mics no he I think and he also said he may not do any more specials he just wants to write so I actually have no idea what he's doing now oh man Um, he's pretty young now he's got he's our age he's He's literally he was in the same grade as us Bo Burnham is I think 25 interesting yeah get that Google work um but in his last special, I know you want to talk about Kanye. He has a really good Kanye rant. Have you seen it? I have not seen that, but I'm definitely excited. It's to watch. um, it's the end of his special called "Make yeah, Happy." It came out a few months ago. 
Um, and he does, he puts his voice on auto tune. He's like, I was at Kanye and he's like, Kanye's got all these problems. Mostly his $90 t-shirts aren't selling that well. And he's like, I got That's problems. True. They are selling well. <laughs> yeah, they're selling really well. Oh, now. He was just, he was just making fun of Kanye. It was, it was pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I won't read the whole, the whole thing, but yeah, Bo Burnham's good. But Kanye, uh, the fuck's going on with Kanye? He just oh, canceled man. our new year's plans. What are we going to do? I was so excited for the Kanye show, man. So, uh, I think you guys did go into detail about this story last time, didn't you? Right. Let me preface this with what we talked about on podcast with Bronstein, who's our other friend who we went to the last Kanye show with uh, back in, when was that, September? That was September 5th or 6th. Yeah, something like that. Um, So, yeah, we went to Kanye. I don't need to tell this story again of how you fucked up the tickets. I mean, you you know you fucked up, but we ended up getting way better seats and you had to pay all the extra money. So that was great. Thank you. This is the Max who we talked about in podcast episode number four for all you devoted listeners. This is Max. Oh, man. Um, For all of you who have never bought an invalid ticket before, let me kind of explain how it works. Sure, do it. So you're waiting in line at MSG and there's all these people in front of you and behind you and you can't move anywhere. There's no space. It's MSG. Everybody's packed into this yeah. little fucking area. Good, good visual with <laughs> like the hands coming to together get in. and angry face. I liked it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're behind someone and there's just kind of a rhythm going. You hand your ticket to the usher. You go through the turnstile. And then you go up and down, 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 down. Fuck you. <laughs> Not today. And just everything is thrown off. You can see everybody else reacting. There's no exit lane just in case your ticket is invalid. <laughs> Everyone's like, why the fuck are you holding up the line? Yeah, you have to turn around and go through the mob of people with your fucking ticket that doesn't work for the show that you bought the previous night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good job. Didn't you check the date? Do you know what dates are? God damn. Oh, man. I did not uh, check the date. I bought the tickets at 8.30 on Monday for a show that was on Tuesday at 8.30. And, yeah, without checking, it was totally on me. I'm not making excuses. But they should have taken down the Monday show. <laughs> 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 fucking stop after taking ma- Was it Ticketmaster? No, it was um, Fan Exchange. Okay, great. Which is a SeatGeek. Don't fucking use those sites shit. Yeah, ever again. They, Fuck yeah, those they guys. suck. It was funny trying to get my money back the next day. I had absolutely no leg to stand on. Like, ah, uh, hello, sir. I bought tickets to the wrong night. Can I have my money back, please? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> why would we do that oh, for you? Okay. Well, yeah, why, why? Why the fuck would we do that? It's totally on you, you idiot. Like, oh yeah, that's right. Nice job. Sorry. <laughs> so we um we when we talk anyway. about this, uh, yeah, no, no, actually, go on. I'll I'll give the other part after. No, 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 no. Go, go on. I'm just transitioning oh, into New Year's. So, right. So when we talked about Kanye on this other podcast with Bronstein, we we told, well, we told Kanye. We said, <laughs> hey, Kanye, come on our podcast. <laughs> we slid into his deal. Bronstein got into a Kanye impression was like, I want to be on the most random podcast. Just like, get me on that shit. Like, we were just pretending Kanye would totally be down to get on our podcast. I don't know if I want to have him anymore, though. He just yeah. fucked up our New Year's. You could sell that audio <laughs> clip for, like, millions once he goes crazy on your podcast. Actually, yeah, you're right. It'd still be worth it from a business perspective to have him. He is kind of a dick, though, for canceling on New Year's. Yeah, now we got to hang out with our actual that. friends. I don't want to hang out with oh, actual fuck. friends. I just want to see Kanye. Uh, I was so excited. So what do you think Everybody happened? should experience a Kanye GA floating stage oh, concert so at least so once fun. in their life. Hopefully he'll keep the floating stage. Anyway, I've been reading 
around to try and see why he has just gone crazy and completely fucking snapped. You think that's, well, that's what it is, right? He's not like sick because he went to the hospital. He went to the hospital. I saw a bunch of reports that he was also already suffering from sleep deprivation, like extreme sleep deprivation. Mm -hmm. Um, I was looking at his tour schedule. I guess we can look it up right here, but I think there was a pretty big gap in between the show that he went crazy and the previous show. Wasn't was like Sturm at the show where he walked off stage? He was at one of the were shows guys, this summer where he you walked off stage. That was at um, a festival in the city. Uh, Governor's Ball, maybe? Okay. No. Uh, you weren't at that one? I was not at that one. That was after we saw him at right. MSG. Right. That was early October, maybe? Late September? Yeah. Early September, I think. So he... So yeah, he had a show. I think this is the show he snapped in Sacramento, November 19th. He had one show in... November 17th, San Jose. And then, yeah, there was two weeks in between. The right, you're saying that this, was, this was a long time coming, though. He, um, he was When he walked off the stage in New York, I guess, in late September, that was, that, that was an indication there's something. That was, that was oh, that's what it was? Okay. She got robbed in Paris, and so I think it was a family emergency or something. Sorry, guys. <laughs> show's over. She can't handle getting robbed. She has enough stuff. Just like let him have it. She can, she can just have more stuff. It's not like me losing my wallet. If I lose my wallet, I don't just have another wallet. Yeah, seriously, wallet. that's important shit. That $30 is worth more to you than her diamond <laughs> yeah, shit right? was worth to her that got robbed. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, fuck Kim Kardashian. So Kanye, I guess maybe... Yeah, definitely fuck Kim Kardashian. Um, so Kanye, I guess maybe that started his downward spiral or... I don't know. I'm, I'm just speculating. Like what, what do you think is actually going on with him? I've also seen some things, and this is just complete speculation. Let's speculate. Let's speculate away. That this time of year is around the time when his mom had passed away. How long ago? It was, it's got to be at least seven, eight years now. Okay. Um, But I guess he had just never gotten over it. And on the anniversary every year, he just goes crazy. I think this was around the same time as the MTV... Yeah, look that shit up. We got to make sure that we are factually Down correct when we west. talk about yeah, celebrities on here. Yeah, we should. Hopefully he won't see. How did she die? I think it was natural causes. I'm actually not 100% sure. This article says tragic death. Tragic. Was she, I guess it was sudden, even from natural causes. 58 years? No. No, 2007. 2007, so nine years ago. Nine years, okay. November 10th, okay. November so, yeah. 10th, yeah, so this was right around the time. Uh-huh. So he just... For some reason, the anniversary just brings up these bad feelings. Yeah. I mean, if you think about, well, she died in 2007. So pre-2007 Kanye. Completely different from (laughs) post-2007. Yeah. And also, think about the three albums that led up to that. What was it? College Dropout. You know better Registration and then Graduation. And then his mom passed away. And then it was 808s and Heartbreak. Yeah. Totally (laughs) different style. Totally different depressing, Sad stuff since then. Just got out of that college funk. Yeah. But yeah. So you think that's... Um, I think that... One of the possible reasons for his... I think it definitely contributed at least a little bit, if not sure. entirely. Man. But still, at the same time, you can't sell tickets to shows and then just not go. Fucking asshole. <laughs> yeah, on. Barclays Center, New Year's Eve, it was a 10 o'clock show, like, ball was going to drop while we're there, obviously. That was going to be awesome. Yeah. Do you know anything else about what that show was supposed to be like? Because I know we were both going, but like I don't actually know anything about. I don't. That was. I just gave you all the information I had. Well, I did. I saw Coldplay and Jay Z. 
at the Barclays Center. Okay, good The venue. first year that the Barclays Center was open. That was the first New Year's that was there, the first show for New Year's. Right. And um, what happened was Coldplay opened for Jay-Z. I think they came on the stage at around 10, probably stayed until 11.30, maybe. Mm-hmm. Then there was brief intermission, about 25 minutes, everyone went to the bathroom, got okay. some drinks. Good detail. And then... <laughs> Jay-Z went on stage at like 11.59, and then the whole place went dark. Oh, that's like pretty Everybody cool. had a wristband that just started to light up. It was pretty fucking sweet. Um, you think you got to see the ball like drop, and then right at midnight, Jay-Z went into his set. That was the, one of the craziest <laughs> concerts ever. Good way to pump yourself sure. up. That's like the most self-built ego boost that you could possibly <laughs> have. Let me come out right. right at midnight. Yeah. So the first thing people see in this new year is just my face. Yeah. I'm up here. Jay-Z, most important person in the world right now. My name is Ho. <laughs> so that, I was, was that so excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was so excited to see Kanye on New Year's. I figured it would be the same thing without an opener. He would just go on at 11.59. What, we were there. just going to sit there and do nothing? For, we were just going like, to get drunk until 12? Is that is that the deal? I figured that, that it was going to be something like that. Now I'm really checking to see yeah. <laughs> what the first song no, was. No, more info is good. Listeners will wait. Run we want to make town. sure it's factual. Or all Lang Sign. I don't know what, what that is. Song that song? Is, but Run This Town is the first song ever from Jay Z. On to the next one. Yeah, oh man, this show was insane. You, oh, was you've got you've got the whole set list there. Yeah. I don't. So he did thirty songs. I guess is like two and a half hour show or something. It was no. It was two shows total. Coldplay was on, and then oh, you've got Coldplay in there. Also. No, no, no. This, this is just Jay Z. Uh, let's see, Coldplay. Gotcha. Actually, it should probably say when he went on too, right? So yeah, give us all the give all the info. Did they do anything oh, together? They did do a few songs together. Actually, maybe just one. Mm-hmm. What was this? 2012 into 2013. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this the song they had together. All Lang Sign. <laughs> you think um, you think Chris Rock would have showed up at Kanye? Oh, he considering he shows up at everything up everywhere ever. lately. I've seen him just bump into him <laughs> to two comedy shows in the past two <laughs> fucking weeks or three weeks. He's just been showing up everywhere. Yeah. I think he's been promoting his new Netflix specials that are coming out. Forty million dollars for two specials. I think he needs to brush up. He wasn't really that funny the two times we saw. Him. He wasn't. What was going? On? I guess he's sad about his divorce. Like how long ago did that happen? It's been a. It's very recent, I guess. Um, but he, yeah, he showed up at Dave Chappelle when we saw him and then he showed up at Hannibal when we saw Hannibal. This was like th- four or five months ago. Uh, Chris Rock got divorced. Oh, was this August 23rd. Chris Rock gets divorced. Does it say how much money his wife got? Or I mean, how much money he got? Cause they got the same amount. Cause uh, I guess not was. yet. I think the divorce is kind of still ongoing. Yeah. If this article is from August. He's going to lose a shit ton of money though. Yeah, he's going to lose a shit ton of money. I don't actually get why it's explained that way because while they're married, like his wife has half the money then too. Like she can spend whatever she wants. He just – he has half the amount of money but also he's not married. Yeah. So that's cheaper. That is cheaper. Yeah. I think he is actually very sad about it though. But he Dave Chappelle was still that. making fun of him to his face. Oh, Chappelle was shitting all over him. <laughs> Chappelle did not give a fuck about Chris Rock's divorce. <laughs> Dave Chappelle's yeah, that's your boy. You gotta shit all over him. Yeah. When he gets divorced. <laughs> was, uh, did Chris Rock make a surprise appearance on the Chappelle SNL yes, episode did. too? Yes, he did. He Actually, I didn't watch it. I heard that he was on one of the sketches. Okay. That Hillary 
the election uh, and watching viewing. the results. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't, I didn't watch the whole episode either. Cause I watched a couple of clips and it was like, Oh wait, we just saw Chappelle do these jokes. Yeah. He made the same. He made that Bradley probably. Cooper joke again. Did he? Yeah. It's like, we heard that joke, all the black people in Bradley. It's like, I know that joke. We heard him do this two weeks ago. Funny joke. I liked he, hearing it a second time. Yeah, I guess he tested it out on us and we laughed hard enough that it made it to SNL. <laughs> We're like comedy critics. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm thinking of this this missed opportunity. I wish we were doing the podcast at the time because we could have asked him, but the last time we were at Kanye, we were standing next to Hannibal Burris. That's true. And I wasn't a big Hannibal fan back then. I guess he's pretty new. Back then, three months ago. Literally <laughs> two, months three, ago. two months ago. Yeah, two months ago. I've only become a real big Hannibal fan, I guess, in the last six weeks or something. So <laughs> that maybe was spurred on by seeing him. But yeah, we, we should have talked to him then. We just like stood next to him for a while. And uh, we could be like, yo, Hannibal, you're pretty dope. You trying to come on the podcast? And he probably would have been like, uh, no. <laughs> so I guess nah, that wouldn't bro. have worked. I don't can you do go on the podcast? Uh, yeah, that's not trying to go on the podcast. Yeah. I just can't go on the podcast. Right Hannibal, um, please, has, if you're listening to this, I love you, Hannibal. Please don't be offended. By <laughs> yeah, sorry that we just butchered your voice. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, this oh, is a man. good segue to and something else I want to talk about. Okay, my favorite podcast episode by anyone ever hit me is a Hannibal Burris episode. It's on. So it's Joe Rogan, but it's actually um, We the People Live. It's uh, by Josh Zepps. But Joe Rogan is on it, and jo- well, I didn't say that on purpose. On it, that's Joe Rogan's thing. Uh, yeah, Joe Rogan's on the podcast, <laughs> and um, he is probably the greatest podcaster of all time. Do you think? Joe Rogan? He gets the most hits on his. I don't know. He's my favorite at the very least. He's um, definitely my favorite. Him and Tim Ferriss are my favorite too. Tim Ferriss is great too. Uh, Rogan's are a lot longer, so I guess I mean, each episode is like three or four hours. So probably, Yeah, probably an hour longer. Tim okay. Ferriss are like two hours usually, the long four months. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's pretty long too. It's a lot longer than, than mine. Um, yeah, right. We may be doing four-hour episodes sometime in the future, fans. So, yeah, yeah. get pumped for that. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so, Josh Zepps has Rogan on. Hannibal Burris on and Sam Harris on. Sam Harris is not at all like any of those people. Those are comedians mostly. And Sam Harris is probably the most famous living atheist. Um, And he talks about political issues. He talks about terrorism. He talks about religion all the time. And he's on with those guys. And in this podcast episode, they actually had to break it up into two different episodes because it's so long. Um, Joe Rogan and Hannibal had done their own episode beforehand and they were drinking the entire time for like three hours. Hannibal is fucked up. Joe Rogan, <laughs> Joe Rogan is like kind of drunk, but he's a big dude. I mean, he can handle anything. He's, Joe Rogan he's can a handle giant. his booze. I think he he's only like 5'10", but he, he, he's, he's jacked. Bulky. Yeah, he's yeah, jacked. He's, he's strong. And he's, he's used a, to taking supplements and shit. He's a black belt. Yeah, alpha brain. Really? Jiu-Jitsu black belt. I, I think he is, yeah. I, don't, I didn't mean to question you. I just thought that was really cool. I didn't know that about him. Um, so on this podcast, yeah, it's Joe Rogan, Hannibal Burris, obviously hilarious guy, and Sam Harris. And they start out talking about religion and stuff because that's Sam Harris's whole thing. Taekwondo. Taekwondo. Hey, okay. Keep going. Yeah. You, <laughs> no, no. Still good, still good, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Still oh, no, no, no. And a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu oh. under Jean-Jacques Machado. Yeah, that's how you say that, probably. Yeah, uh, yeah that, he's got two black belts. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Joe Rogan is, like, the best person ever. It's two more than me. Fuck yeah, you. two more than me also. He's got two more than us combined. So, yeah, on this podcast, they start getting into racial racial issues because uh, this is 
I want to say four or five months ago. So a lot of black lives matter stuff going on then. And Sam Harris and Hannibal start getting into it. And Joe Rogan just basically takes over as the host. So this guy, Josh Sepps ends up saying nothing for like two and a half of the four hours that they're on for. Um, and I think Jamie's there also. That's uh, Rogan's producer. Yeah. So he, yeah, because I, I didn't realize that Jamie was in it, and he, he just starts talking to Jamie. So I guess it was like a joint host thing. But yeah, Rogan just takes over, and he's mediating the. He's the moderator for the debate, and it, it's it's awesome. Rogan is so good at this. Um, and Sam Harris and Hannibal are going back and forth arguing arguing over police brutality and racism uh, among police officers, and it's just an unbelievable episode. One, because Hannibal's so entertaining. I think Sam Harris is entertaining, although some people find him boring just because, like, he's not a funny guy. He just says really interesting shit, but it's a little slow. Um, but the way the, – the combination of their two perspectives, because Hannibal is a black guy from Chicago and Sam Harris – I don't actually know where he's from, but he's just no, – just He's a very, very rational person. He's white. He's a – I think he's in his late 40s. He's a white man. He hasn't experienced any of the stuff Hannibal has. And they're talking about well, police LA. racism. He's from L.A.? Okay. And the mix of the two of them is just phenomenal. And they really go at it for a long time. And I strongly encourage everyone to listen to this. Um, we're not getting uh, any sort of financial <laughs> from reward Sam from Sam Harris or Joe Rogan's podcast. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Be we have awesome. no affiliation with these people whatsoever. Um, but yeah, I was listening to it again today. It's the third time I've ever listened to it and it was, it's just a great thing. But basically what I take away from it every, every time is how difficult it, ha- it is for certain people to have conversations. And that's one of the things I try to do with this podcast is just have good conversations with people that I don't necessarily agree with. I mean, we, me and you agree on agree about basically everything so <laughs> yeah. far. So this might be a kind of boring episode. Yeah. For you right. No, no, I think, I think we said some pretty, um, Inflammatory stuff. Uh, <laughs> but like the episode that I did with Lefkowitz, um, we oh, disagree man, to as much of an extent as you can, but I still – that was – this this uh, Joe Rogan episode is my motivation for trying to get people I disagree with on the podcast and actually mm-hmm. talk to them and figure out what they think. That makes for entertaining <laughs> listening for sure. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's – I guess it's hard, but Joe Rogan is just so good at – I don't know the way he was describing it because jo- this guy Josh Zepps was giving him credit for knowing when to interrupt people and when to let them keep going and basically Joe Rogan's like yeah whenever my mind just starts getting bored I just I just change topics he's like I'm not doing it on purpose he's just a natural really good conversationalist yeah and basically just yeah like I think I heard the best that human well. being that there is he's so good at facilitating conversations and he just knows so much about so many different things. Definitely one of my favorite podcasts. I think since I found out about it, I've listened to <laughs> yeah, every mean, episode. He has 870 entire, episodes now I'm, or something I'm like that? Semi-recent to the Rogan podcast. I probably started somewhere in the 820s. And now he's, I think, mm-hmm. at 850, 860 something. Yeah. So I've you're listened saying you- to some old ones, like for certain guests. I think there was this one uh, Bitcoin expert, Andreas Antonopoulos. Uh, I've listened to all his. There's like four or five of them. He's... Pretty entertaining guess. It's a pretty interesting subject. It's um, crazy how varied his topics are, like how how different the guests are and what they talk about. Yeah. I just listened to one uh, where he had an archery expert hmm. on the podcast. They were in Ohio or Iowa or I, honestly, Whatever. I think it's it was Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, you know. Somewhere in the Midwest, um, yeah. <laughs> um, we're in the, 
the well, the state matters because the state had some crazy specific rules where I guess a lot of people want to hunt there. Mm-hmm. So when you apply for a hunting license, you get one tag per year, which means that you can only kill one animal per year. Um, okay. And I don't know if this applies for guns as well, but he was only talking about archery. So he was kind of just discussing with this guy about how hard it is to actually shoot a live animal and you don't want to aim at the animal and hit it without it being fatal. Then the animal's just suffering until it dies, which could be months, years. It can, can just sit there with an arrow in it, like in its gut or whatever, and bleed out for, for a long-ass time? Is yeah. that basically what happened? Wow. Yeah. So he was just describing, you know, just how tough the sport actually is. And I know, you know, I wouldn't necessarily go out and try and hunt an animal <laughs> with a bow. Yeah, I probably want to bring you know, a gun if I'm going to hunt an animal. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's hunting animals that would charge back at him. That's okay. A, that's a that's, good That's point. a good point to mention for sure. Yeah, yeah, I think he was hunting like elk. He mentions elk a lot on his podcast. He eats a lot of elk. Yeah. He's always got elk in the fucking studio. I need to try some elk, but yeah, sure, go fun. on. Yeah, that's that's something else. That's for a different um, conversation. <laughs> elk seems good, though. I've never had some it. Shit. Oh, he definitely <laughs> eats deer venison he's talked about on his podcast, uh-huh. I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, that was what the whole podcast was about. They had killed an animal that day, I believe, and they were just discussing how you know the intricacies that go into actually doing archery not on... A designed course with a target at the end of it. Right. It's actually going out there and trying to hit an animal. You got to get close enough to it where you can actually hit it. Yeah. It's not just playing darts with a bow and arrow. Exactly. There's a lot that goes into it. You got to hit that motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) And you got to hit it in a very small area out of the head or the heart or whatever. So you're saying you can only shoot it once because. You can only kill one animal. You can, you know, go for the kill and just injure the animal. Right, you certainly kill it. Then you can keep going, but you only get when you bring in the dead animal. You got to put the tag around its leg. And oh that's wow! What the tag means. Is that what's the purpose of that? I think just to record. They don't want people going on, on hunting sprees or rampages and just killing all the animals in the wildlife. And yeah, they don't want crazy motherfuckers going out into the woods with Uzis and just like shooting up these fucking. Nah, I don't know what the actual <laughs> reason. No, I mean that but sounds that's probably reasonable. One of them, yeah. yeah. Um, maybe some of these animals that they're hunting are endangered in some way and they don't want the entire population to die out so you can only kill one a year. Yeah. I, yeah. You know, they don't want the entire population to run out, but they don't want all the people who live there who fucking love hunting. Some redneck motherfuckers. <laughs> right. And it's, so I guess it's good business to too. Yeah, you can kill one per year. <laughs> that's a, that's a weird precedent for law that like. Killing's bad, but you can just do it a little bit and it's fine. It's just a very, it seems very odd to me. You can have one animal and that's okay. On the opposite end of the spectrum, actually, this I actually heard on Joe Rogan's podcast. Of Apparently, course, this he is talks about law. everything. I think it was actually the same episode where there's a law in Texas, I think it is, where there's so many pigs, there's millions of pigs, just wild pigs running around. Okay. Where it's legal, the only animal that in the entire United States, that it's legal to kill with a machine gun <laughs> from a you're helicopter. Kidding, you're kidding me. I, I, I Specifically not, from a helicopter. From a helicopter. Let me look Wait, it up. So Maybe from the ground. Hold too, on. Is it, but, is it illegal to kill other animals with a machine gun from the ground? Or the, the helicopter, that point actually is relevant? I'm sorry. Say that one more time. Okay. So 
for the pigs, you can shoot them with a the machine gun from a helicopter. Are you allowed to shoot other animals with the machine gun? No, 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 no. It's only pigs because there's so many. They're so overpopulated, I guess, in this area why, where you can hunt them down with why, machine gun. Why is it necessary to specify helicopter, though? That seems excessive for the law. Like, if you can shoot them with a machine gun, can't you just shoot them with a machine gun from anywhere? Maybe the helicopter makes it harder and they want to make it more of a challenge. Oh, you can only do it if you're in a helicopter. No, 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 no. I'm just kidding. I'm I'm not sure about (laughs) the helicopter, but hold on. Let me fast forward to this part where he's actually... Are we about to listen to some... All right. Okay. So right now we're watching a video of a guy in a really low-flying helicopter shooting the ground with a machine gun. How is this allowed? There's just that many pigs? It's called hog hunting. Helicopter hog hunting with machine guns. I guess there's... This has almost a million views. A lot of dislikes. A lot of people are not cool with this. How many dislikes are there? Wow, almost as many as likes. You don't see that too often. Oh, uh, check it out. You can see all the pigs. They're just gunning them down. What are you uh, typing on YouTube to this? Find is this is like a pig massacre. Helicopter hog hunting, if you want to check it out yourself. Helicopter listener. hog hunting. I can send it to you. Put it in the show notes or whatever. Okay, yeah, definitely. Uh... Their show notes, right? I, I don't know how to feel about this because, like, it looks cool because you can't really see the pigs in the video. But I'm sure if it, the camera was reversed and it was coming from the ground up, it'd be it really would look fucked up. Yeah. yeah, the perspective there is everything. How do they know there's not humans down there? How can I mean? I guess you can tell the difference. They, they're not that. It's probably a up. heavily restricted area. I would think. For yeah, that it's reason. gotta be. <laughs> don't wander in here. <laughs> don't like get shot by some dude in a helicopter with a fucking machine gun. <laughs> Watch out! It's legal here. <laughs> <laughs> where is this occurring? What's the where? What this country is, is this? This is in Texas. Oh this yeah, the, the country of Texas. of Texas. <laughs> Only in Texas could something like that be allowed. Wow, this is insanity. Look how low they are. So they're basically just on the ground with a very large caliber machine gun, shooting <laughs> these wild pigs that are in packs. Yeah. Oh man. So These pigs are like exploding when they oh, I'm, man, I'm trying to figure out why people would like to participate in this activity. Like the people on the helicopters, why do they want to do that? They just like killing that much? Yeah, what is the end game here? You're right. Just because you love massacring oh, there's not only one, it's two people. Hunting down these pigs. Like are they gonna go get the pigs and go make them into food, or are they just gonna leave them there dead? They just like killing them. It's like an arcade game for them. It's like Time Crisis, except they can't get shot back. They're just <laughs> shooting these pigs and seeing how many they can go. Oh, okay, they're on the ground now. Oh, no, they're still in the helicopter. Never mind. So it's basically like you got 10 minutes, kill as many pigs as you can, and then that's that's the game. That's gets really the, fucked I mean, up. I'm trying to get the high score. <laughs> that's pretty messed up. Imagine you could do this with other animals, like deer or like dogs or like Children? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you really fucked look, up. Yeah, you, I thought dogs were too far. <laughs> There's going to be a day, though, I think probably soon, where meat production, like this, shooting animals, is maybe not soon, but it's going to become obsolete. Um, I don't actually remember if we tried to talk about this last week or not. There's this company. It's called Memphis Meats. Um, Sam Harris talked to the CEO of the company on his podcast. I think it was six months ago or so. And what they're doing is they're starting to grow beef in a lab. So they take cells from the muscle tissue of a living animal. They put it in a, basically in a Petri dish and they grow it into food. Hmm. So if this process gets perfected, why would you ever have to kill animals again? That's a good point. And it it, tastes as good. Cause that's all no, the people it, care. So about. they've done taste tests. Um, 
so far they can do things like hot dogs. Um, the video that's online, it's called Memphis Meats. Um, they make meatballs and the, the people are eating them. They've been eating them for months now and they taste good. There's, they're actually healthier meats than what you would normally get. Um, I don't think that's the right one. I think you just pulled up a random uh, barbecue place called Memphis Meats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, but it's, it's healthier because they don't have to give it antibiotics. They don't have to artificially grow anything. Like they don't have to, they don't have to pump up the animal. They don't have to pump its body with antibiotics because it doesn't matter if you get sick. It's not a living thing. You're growing in a lab. It's just a, it's cells. So, so these animals are made entirely in a lab. Well, they're, they're only making the, the meat part. There's no living creature whatsoever that's involved. So it's not actually an animal. It's just a substance that resembles the taste of an animal? Right. It, it would – no, no, but it, it's, it's biologically equal in every sense. It would be like growing okay. – okay. it would be like growing a human arm. Like there wouldn't be any suffering because it doesn't have a brain. Here, I can read the Wikipedia Assuming that you eat here. humans, but yeah, go on. Yeah, read the read the <laughs> Memphis Meats is a food technology company headquartered in San Francisco, aiming to remake modern animal agriculture by growing cultured meat. The yeah. company was founded by three scientists. Blah 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 blah. Uh, the company received major press coverage in February 2016 when they revealed the world's first cultured meatball. Yeah, that's Fuck. that's when uh, the guy wow. was on the podcast back in February on okay. Sam Harris, and uh, there was an article in Wall Street Journal, I think, only a couple of weeks ago about them again. Um, so, it's, do you it, think people would have a problem eating something that was made entirely in a lab? I think do you that think anybody would have a problem with that. I think a lot of people find it Other creepy. Vegetarians, pussy. Yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of a lot of vegans. And vegetarians don't eat meat just because of ethical reasons. So if that's the reason you don't that's eat good meat, point. That's now, really now point. You'll, you can start eating meat again. Um, there are oh. plenty of people, I'm sure that I know that you know too, that don't eat beef solely because they don't like what is being done to the animals, but they like the taste of beef. And they that's wish that they could eat it without animals being harmed. Or maybe it's about the environment because uh, meat production is really bad for sustainability. But in this case... You're, you're saving that too. Um, the, the scientist was saying that it takes 23 grams of grains t- um, for every – I think it's for every pound of beef that – or it's maybe 23 grams for every gram of beef that is um, made from an animal like for farming and everything because you have to feed uh-huh. it. It's only three grams of grains for the lab. Because I guess you have to put that stuff in but you don't need as much because you're not actually feeding the animal. None of it's being wasted. Um, so hold up, wait, hold and on. And you don't need to use all that water. You don't need it. It's it's good for the animals. It's good for the environment, and it could be healthier too because it's not. You're not going to have a. You're not going to have mad cow disease in a lab grown <laughs> product because the animals aren't sick. It's basically perfect in every way except that it's a little creepy and it's not done yet. Right. I would love to hear a counter argument to this because no, I have no counter argument. I'm just trying to think about what are they using as the. Raw material, so to speak, of this meat. What are they mixing together? Is it all chemicals? It's, it's got to be taking, some kind of. You're taking the cells from protein. the animal that's alive. So if you take, in in the same way that a baby grows into an adult, if you take baby cells from an organ, it'll grow into a full version of the organ. Oh. So yeah, that's it. It's just that's it's growing naturally, and then they can add spices to it. They can do whatever. Um, the, the, I think the reason they're not going to market yet, because this is still a private company, 
is they can only make products so far with one type of meat in it. Steak isn't just one thing. It has a whole bunch of stuff mixed in. So like meatballs easy. It's just one consistency, but steak is a lot different. So I think that they're holding off until they've done more research and testing and until they can make more complex items. I think is I think those are the two reasons they haven't made this public yet. 23 to 1 ratio of calories used to calories produced. Right. So at oh, first... Oh, shit. I, I spy a big fucking problem. Oh, here, no, no. Okay. So let me address this problem. You're talking, about <laughs> the, you're talking about the cost, right? Okay, yeah. So it says here that it cost the company $18,000 to produce one pound of in vitro beef. Right. If they're making it for $18,000, they're selling that shit for 50 easy, <laughs> maybe more. That is a really fucking expensive burger. I can eat two pounds of meat. <laughs> so the reason that that's not... A, really a problem is because I think a lot of things are factored into that now because it's so new, it's way more expensive for them to do it and they don't know how to do it as efficiently yet. Okay. Um, there's like the research costs, the laboratory costs, the machine costs. And I don't know how true this is, but they expect within five years that they'll be able to do this for the same cost that regular meat costs. So maybe that's also a reason that they're holding off. So it can be actually reasonable for people to purchase it. So they're just going to take a loss up until the point where they can make it competitive yeah, to I just dead animal. I Yeah, I think so. And then in, in even further down the line, it'll probably become cheaper than regular meat because overpopulation is only going to get worse. The demand for, for animal products is it's going to go up. There's no question that the demand for things will go up. So we're going to need alternative food. I feel like this could work. No, actually, yeah, this I think will eventually take off after our lifetime, perhaps. Yeah. Well, the estimates from this company, from Memphis Meats themselves, that is a lot of. In terms, yeah. Well, it is, which is why no one's buying it now. But their estimates for when this will become a real thing, they said between five and fifteen years. So we could in we could in in a decade realistically see lab grown beef on the shelf next to farm-grown beef. Oh, no. I could see it becoming a consumer product before our lifetime is over. I'm saying before it overtakes going out and killing a cow. Gotcha. Yeah. Because that is just so inexpensive. Think about how cheap it is to buy a few pounds of beef if you go to King's right. or some grocery store. <laughs> yeah, King's or Aspen <laughs> That's just the closest one. Yeah. Anyway. Um, I took out a bunch of beef off the shelf the other, yesterday, and then I couldn't buy it because my wallet was gone. That really <laughs> I guess King's is a bad example too. It's expensive yeah. as fuck. Yeah. But go to McDonald's. You know, I don't know. Whatever, whatever that. Whatever the sh- whatever is in that burger. Yeah, you can go get fake beef from McDonald's. I guess the creepy factor. The the creepy factor. Three eighty seven. It costs three dollars eighty seven cents for, for a pound of beef versus eighteen thousand right. dollars for in vitro. Yeah, we're talking about though in the future, like the three eighty seven. They might be parallel. You might have 387 for both. And if that's the case, what excuse could you possibly have for eating the farm-grown stuff? It is 4,651.16 times quick math you did. more expensive to buy in vitro beef than it yes. is. But no one has the opportunity to do that right now. So That's true. It's good that – I mean I'm sure there are some crazy rich people that might buy it. But yeah, That'd for now it's not a thing. It might not even taste better yet. I think it's supposed. I think it's yeah. I think it's supposed to taste the same. But the creepy, the creepy factor is strange to me because what do you think you're eating when you eat a burger from McDonald's? You think that's real beef? It's not even close. 
people have just kind of accepted that when they go to McDonald's or Wendy's or Burger King or even KFC, I feel like they're not getting the animal that they order, but it tastes fucking delicious. Yeah, they don't care. They're also definitely very drunk. Well, now I'm thinking of Taco Bell, (laughs) KFC. You You want to get some Taco Bell? I definitely don't. You don't don't go for a meal at Taco Bell just for dinner. (laughs) Yeah, that's uh, 3 a.m. It's the end of the night. It's the closest place to this bar. It's on the way back to my apartment. Grab some Taco Bell or like I'm on a road trip. I just pulled up at a rest stop. Grab some Taco Bell real quick, bring it in my truck. Closest thing you can shove in your face without and then I'm, dying. And then I'm going to have a heart attack in six months. So actually. Meat is barely meat. <laughs> yeah. It barely is meat now. <laughs> this stuff is even more – yeah. I, was, I don't know. I was just thinking that when you pulled up the pigs video, it's like, well, the people who are going to suffer the most are the ones who enjoy killing animals because there's going to be no more reason to let people hunt anymore after this. Yeah. And you really shouldn't. Hunting is horrible. Can you imagine? Animals do suffer. Yeah, no doubt. In, in several years down the line, if pigs ever become endangered in Texas and some someone goes on YouTube and they type in Texas pigs and there's <laughs> 10 million Hog results of people shooting guns. pigs with machine guns. It's like, no. Why would anyone do this? What the fuck? <laughs> turkeys, though. We're going to get some turkeys, so that's fine. Can you imagine someone just going around killing panda bears with a machine gun? <laughs> <laughs> it would be so fun. It would be really efficient for eating them, though. No, panda bears. Panda, panda bears are endangered, right? You can't. You can't kill them. I think. I don't think you, you definitely can't with, with a machine gun. You definitely, definitely can't with, can't with a machine gun. Right? We know you can't with a machine gun. It would be. It would be more efficient for Thanksgiving purposes if you could use a machine gun on turkeys, though. Yeah. If it's not illegal to kill a panda bear, it's definitely at least frowned upon. <laughs> <laughs> to kill a panda bear. They're so cute. Yeah, like masturbating on an airplane. It's frowned upon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not illegal. It's just frowned upon. <laughs> yeah, they, no, it, it would it – would, I, I think it probably is illegal to kill panda bears. I do think that that's the case. It's got to be illegal. Yeah. All right. Well, I don't I, – I'm out of stuff to talk about. You got anything else? I can't really think of anything else. I think this is pretty good. Yeah. What are we at? We're well over an hour. We've uh, bored you guys enough or offended you guys enough. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, we'll be back. Sometime soon. Thanks, Max, for coming on the podcast. You uh, you should come again. Oh, thanks for having me. I'll be back. Okay. Bye. Uh, bye. Good wave.